Thank you for listening to the Ablaze Church Sermon Podcast. Our purpose at Ablaze is to love God, love others, follow Jesus, and tell others. If you are looking for a church home in the Tulsa area, we'd love to have you join us for worship on Saturdays at 6.30 p.m. or Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at ablazechurch.org. Palm Sunday. Many of you have probably celebrated Palm Sunday many times over the years. Now, we're in a series called Overcoming that takes us all the way up to Easter. We've looked at how do you overcome a Goliath in your life? The battle is the Lord's. That's how you do it. How do you overcome weakness in your life with God's strength? How do you overcome foolishness? Well, you do it with God's truth. How do you overcome anxiety with God's peace? How do you overcome fear with the faith that God has given to you? How do you overcome confusion in this world with the wisdom that God gives? How do you overcome temptation? It was last week with the word of God. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Today, I want to speak to you about overcoming anything and everything in your life. Anything and everything. How many different things in your life thus far, or maybe in the future, or even right now this morning, do you need help with overcoming? Maybe it's a mental issue a physical issue, a disease, cancer, marriage, divorce, children, finances, debt. There's so many things that we need help with. And there is a word that we learn about today that helps us overcome everything. And that one word is, take a wild guess, anybody, Hosanna. And Hosanna means... Please save me. And you can add anything to that because when you speak to God and ask him to save you, guess what? He acts. Now, where does this word comes from? come from? It comes from King David. Psalm 119. And he says, maybe you've heard me say this before. I love, I love this. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Have you ever said those words? You know what the very next word is? Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Ah. Well, so these people, let's set this stage, knew Jesus was coming into Jerusalem. Now, prior to this, Jesus did a lot of miracles. He made sure that many of the lame people walked. The blind would see. He fed the 5,000. He calmed the wind and the waves. And people heard about this throughout his three years of ministry. But right before coming into Jerusalem, he raised Lazarus from the dead after four days. And that was three miles away. And that spread like wildfire. Now, Jerusalem at this time is preparing and getting ready to celebrate an eight-day festival known as Unleavened Bread. And within that festival of Unleavened Bread is two other festivals, 
The first is Passover, and the second is first fruits. Okay? The resurrection celebration in the Old Testament. And so people were coming from all walks of life, coming to Jerusalem to celebrate and get ready. And here comes Jesus. Now, what's significant about this entry of Jesus is that when he comes into Jerusalem, he makes it perfectly clear to those disciples, the 12, that he was all-knowing. He knew there was a colt. He knew there was a donkey. He knew somebody would ask, what are you doing? And he gave them the answer. What you may not realize is the answer Jesus gives the disciples to that one who asked. He said, the Lord, God's salvation, Yahshua. Okay, the Lord, Yahweh is God saves, Yahshua. Jesus means God's salvation. The one who saves needs it. And ask for it. And sure enough, let's take a look at a little more detail of what happened. Okay? Open up your Bibles with Matthew 21 with me. Verse 3, I'm going to pick it up. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord. God's salvation needs them. And he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet. What prophet? Zechariah. In Zechariah 9, we are told this. God instructs the people of Jerusalem. He says, shout out loud, O daughter of Zion. Rejoice greatly. That's why we shout and we're so full of uh, rejoicing on Palm Sunday. Your for daughter of Jerusalem, for your king comes. <laughs> well, that's Zechariah 9. And so Jesus is fulfilling an Old Testament prophecy that's 600 years old. So not only is he all-knowing, not only is he claiming that he is God's salvation, but he's also bearing witness to who he is, to everybody with prophecy. And the prophecy was this, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. What's interesting, how many of you have ever seen the back of a donkey? A few of you? Who can tell me what's on the back of every donkey on earth? A cross. Oh. Now, do not think that's, you know, a happenstance. That was planned by God at the creation when he made the donkey on the sixth day. There's a cross on every donkey on the back, a beast, a bird. Six. And the disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put them on the cloaks. They put on their cloaks, excuse me, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches. What were the branches? Palm trees and many other branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Verse 9. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting. Why? Because the Old Testament prophecy is the people will shout. Um, let's try that. Ready? I'll go first. Hosanna. 
Let's try it again. Hosanna! Hosanna! Yeah, why? Because, wow, Scripture is being fulfilled. Jesus is coming. Hosanna, please save me, the son of David. Now, some of these folks in a crowd, now think of a crowd this size or a crowd that's much bigger, millions, <laughs> it could be, hundreds of thousands were there. How many different views of who Jesus was who was running through that crowd? How many different save, save me from something with all those people? But they all said, Hosanna, save us. Blessed, I mean, to the son of David. So they acknowledged Jesus was from the line of David. Some of them, not all of them. We know that from scripture. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, in the name of salvation. Hosanna in the highest. They're acknowledging Jesus comes from the highest. Remember Nicodemus, we know you come from God. And he said, you do, huh? Unless you're born through water and the spirit, you cannot see the kingdom or enter it, okay? Now, this is where it gets really interesting. And when he entered Jerusalem, now don't think everybody was on the same page. That never happens in any crowd, even this crowd. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up saying, who is this? Some of, someone in this room might be saying, who's Jesus right now? Who is he? And notice, another crowd. Not those that were going before Jesus or laying down the cloaks and the branches and those following Jesus. Now a different crowd says this. Who is this? And another portion of that crowd, what a mixed batch of people, said, this is the prophet. They didn't say, this is the king. They did not say, this is God's salvation. They just said, the prophet Jesus. And now, Jesus is Yahshua, is the Lord's salvation. God saves Yahweh, the Lord. God saves Jesus, the Lord's salvation. They come together, but notice, they don't see him as king. They don't see him from the highest. They just, ah, he's a prophet, Jesus, from Nazareth. Okay, what good comes from Nazareth of Galilee. So there's a portion of this crowd. He's an ordinary man. He's like Isaiah. He's like Micah. He's no different than Zechariah. Just a prophet. Okay. Now, as we go through the Gospels, I'm just going to share with you that we learn a little more about people in the crowd. Now, it is Mark who tells us the people shout something different. Mark says that they shout, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. <clears throat> blessed is the coming of the kingdom of God. So now a kingdom comes, okay? A kingdom, well, for some folks, it might have been a kingdom that are marched into Jerusalem and march the kingdom of the Roman Empire right out. There are a lot of people who shouted Hosanna and they wanted to be saved from the Romans. Hosanna, saved from taxes, saved from the Roman judicial system, saved from being enslaved by the Romans, along with others, saved me from leprosy. Save me from my financial difficulties. Save me from death and even some. Save me from sin. 
Because added to Mark is Luke. Now Luke adds this. He says that they shout Hosanna. Blessed are you, Hugh, comes in the name of the Lord. And then he adds this. The king. He adds a word. The king. And then he also adds this. Peace and glory in the highest. Now, all of a sudden, a portion of this group said, now, this is the king. Now, it is the prophecy that the king is coming into Jerusalem. Some recognized the prophecy, and some saw peace. Meaning, I believe this part of this group knew that because of their sin, they had no peace with God. Okay? That their sin separated them, like Adam and Eve in the garden. And they needed peace, that is forgiveness from God Almighty and glory from God. Remember the angels at Christmas? Peace on earth, goodwill towards men, upon whom his favor rests. Not everybody, but the grace of God. So some saw Jesus as now a king. And this is when the Pharisees step up. And they pull Jesus aside, riding on his donkey, and say, Jesus, tell these followers of yours, these disciples, to be silent. Jesus looks at them and responds only the way God could respond. Hmm. Now, if you know your Bible history, that is. He says, if these people... Become silent. The stones will shout out. What? Honey from a rock? Water from a rock? Moses? How did that happen? By the power of God. Remember, the Pharisees came to Jesus. We are Abraham's seeds. What was Jesus' response? God can make descendants from these rocks. Now he's saying, these rocks will speak out. This is what I'm going to call dramatic irony. In the Bible, Jesus was prophesying. You know how that happens? Rocks speak out through archaeological digs. Pontius Pilate did not exist until they found the cornerstone of Pontius Pilate's house that says Pontius Pilate on it. That stone shouted out and was a witness and testified to the historicity of Pontius Pilate. And the Bible. But Luke also adds that the king, they shouted. Now we get to John. John is a little different. He also says that they shouted, Hosanna, save me. But John just goes just a little deeper into, you know, what the people said. They hailed him the king. Now they added of Israel. Oh, wow. Now, not everybody believed that because there was a portion of the crowd that got very angry. Once again, those Pharisees. And the Pharisees now prophesied. Let me say that again. We got the prophecy of Jesus. The stones will cry out. And now the Pharisees prophesied, and they didn't even know they were doing it. Because John says this, those Pharisees were so angry, they came together and he said, see, we're getting nowhere. Oh, that's right. 
2,000 years later, Pharisees, you've got nowhere. <laughs> and then they said, see, it seems the whole world is going after him. Guess what, folks? Yeah, 95 countries in the world will be celebrating Holy Week this week. The largest religion in the world is Christianity. Okay? Yes, the whole world, it seems, is going after him, and you are a part of it. Millions and billions, no, billions of people will start their Holy Week celebration here on Palm Sunday. And they celebrate not only Palm Sunday, Jesus coming into Jerusalem, but special celebrations on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And many of you know Thursday, Monday, Thursday, we'll be celebrating that on our East Campus. You don't want to miss it. Then Good Friday, Tenebrae service, Christians throughout the world celebrating that. We'll be celebrating at our East Campus, I mean, our West Campus. Yeah, and then Saturday, a lot of Christians celebrate a Saturday vigil. And then Easter, and we celebrate another H word. <laughs> I won't share that until next week. The H word for today is Hosanna. That helps us overcome anything and everything. It's a plea to God Please save me. So the next time you're in trouble, the next time you have a near accident, the next time you don't know what to do, the next time you want to say, Lord, just say, Hosanna. We learn that from King David. We learn it from these folks on Palm Sunday. And God answers that prayer. Now let's take a look at what we've learned. There's a crowd. They're not all on the same page. No different than today, the crowd celebrating Holy Week. You may be somebody who's just part of it because somebody dragged you to Palm Sunday and will drag you to somebody's house. You really don't understand what it's all about. How many people will be at the Easter egg hunt that don't even know the name of Yahshua or Jesus? Hmm. I dare say there might be a lot of them. Who is this? Well, the wrong answer is a prophet. He's God Almighty on earth, the King of kings, the King of Israel, okay? That's who we need to proclaim. Not everybody sees that, but hopefully you do this morning. Because like this crowd on Palm Sunday, the crowd is no different today. Now, at the time of Jesus, there were people who wanted the blood excuse me, the flesh and blood of the Romans. They did not want the flesh and blood of Jesus. There were people during the time of Jesus who wanted violence. They wanted a king who would come in and march those Romans out. They did not want a king who would surrender himself, sacrifice himself, and be hung on a cross? That did not make sense to him. At the time of Jesus, there were people who wanted to be racist. Sound familiar? They wanted Jesus to be the savior of just the Jewish nation. 
They did not want a savior for Jews and Gentiles, for male and female, for slave and free, for good and bad, for sinners and saints. No. And they wanted it now. They were impatient. You better believe those Pharisees were going through the crowd. You still have leprosy, don't you? No. You still have your sins, don't you? You still are sick. You're still going to go in in a divorce, aren't you? What has he done for you today or lately? You see, God's plan of salvation started on this first Palm Sunday, you might say, and it has slowly been growing and growing to here we are today, the celebration. There are more Christians alive today than ever before in the history of the world. And that's something to shout about. Let me bring it together for you today. I want you to imagine that you're walking along a trail and you fall down in a pit and you try to get out of that pit and you cannot. Under your own strength, you can't get out. The sides are too high. And you shout, Hosanna! Now that's a pretty desperate cry there. That's kind of, save me, please! And you turn around and lo, there's a black mamba in that pit with you. <laughs> Anybody knows what a black mamba is? If you get bit, you better have a will. That's simple. Okay, you're going to die. Now, lo and behold, who walks by but Confucius? Yeah. And he looks down there and he says, I'm kind of confused. What are you doing there? Why would you want to be in that pit? I don't want to be in here. Hosanna, please save me. And Confucius says, now listen, you better figure it out. It's up to you. If you want to get out of this pit, because it is your ancestors that managed. He walks away while you shout Hosanna. And next person who walks up is Hindu. And he sees you down there. He says, you're in a pit with a black mamba. Duh. No, you say, Hosanna, please save me. And he goes, listen, that black mamba is a figment of your imagination. This pit is a figment of your imagination. And if that black mama bites you, it's a figment of your imagination. Imagine yourself getting out. And he walks away. You're going. The next person who walks up and you see, please, Hosanna. Guess what is Buddha? And he sees you down there and he goes, "Mm, you're in a predicament. Oh, how's your karma today? You go, not very good. Hosanna, get me out of here. And he says, I'll tell you what. Here's the good news. In the next life, (laughs) you may come back better. Well, well, that's what you got to put your trust in because you're not getting out of there. And he walks away. Then Muhammad walks up and he looks at you in the pit and he says, what did you do to deserve this? God is truly punishing you. Hosanna, please save me. Would I go against the will of God? 
he walks away. And before he gets all the way, he turns around and he says, you should have been involved in the jihad while you had a chance. That's a straight ticket to heaven. And he walks away. Lo and behold, who walks up but Jesus, God's salvation, Yahshua. And he looks down and he has pity on you. And you say, Hosanna, please save me. And Jesus says, of course I will. You cannot save yourself. You need me. And he jumps down into that pit and he pushes you out because you can't get out. And when you are pushed out in safety, he gets bit by that snake instead of you. And you are saved. And he pays the price for your salvation. That's the story of Christianity. That's the beginning of this journey that Jesus takes on Palm Sunday. Christianity is the only religion on earth. Let me say this clearly. Christianity is the only religion on earth where God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, dies for you and for me to save us. In every other religion on earth, it's what you do to appease God. It's what you do to save yourself. And in some of these crazy religions, it is the gods who come down to earth and rape and pillage humankind. Only in Christianity does God love you so much that he's willing to die for you and give his life for you and offer to you his flesh and blood as an atoning sacrifice. Wow. That alone should humble us. That alone should make us want to cry out. Thank you, Hosanna, in the highest. Amen.